Welcome. I'm joined now by Amy Babinchek from Harbor Computing and Third Tier. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks, Carl. Thanks for inviting me. So Amy and I had a long conversation a few days ago, and one of the things that we were talking about is she has this thing that they do at Third Tier called micro-staffing. So why don't we take a second and just introduce Third Tier uh, so folks who may have not heard of it before or have heard of it and don't really know what it is, uh, get a sense of what you're up to. Okay. Um, well, Third Tier is a company that I started in 2008 to help IT firms be better. And I know that we all need help being better because I own an IT firm. <laughs> and so, uh, so there's a number of things that, that we provide. We provide advanced help desk service. And when I say help desk, this isn't like where your end user calls because they need help with printing. This is where you as an IT professional call because you've got some problem that you can't figure out or don't have the right expertise to, uh, to tackle. So it's help desk for real IT people, not for end users. Um, then we do, um, we do a kind of a community project that we call the SMB Kitchen, where um, we've got members over there and we publish a lot of how-to articles and security documents and patching advice and um, you know, all kinds of information that we do. We also do monthly chats with them as well. Um, and then we're introducing a few few newer things. One of them we're going to talk a lot about, which is micro-staff, which we've been doing for mm, more than a year, maybe 18 months now even. Um, and then we're also introducing uh, something, a couple new things, one of which I'm calling Tech Your Books, which is somebody that you know, Carl, which is Rayanne, and she's going to be helping out our clients get their books into IT form. Um, because your books are supposed to be doing things for you other than just keeping you out of trouble with the IRS. And so Rayanne is here to help with that. And she's also going to do some consulting with folks, too, because as I was talking, I said, you know, in hindsight, one of the best things that I ever did, and I was forced into it, but other people should do it voluntarily, <laughs> is to go and meet with your CPA once a month for a period of time until you... Um, have as good a handle on how your books are organized and how you want them to run and what all this stuff means to you and can mean to your business. And so she's going to offer that as well because she's a really unique person. You don't find somebody who's both an accounting professional and an MCSE in this world. There seems to be only one of those. So, um, well, so and, and she is also, she teaches some classes at the uh, our um, greatlittleseminar.com. So, yeah we, yeah, we we know and love Rayanne. So she's she's really great at helping people figure out the money side of their business. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing I, I labeled, look a whale, um, <laughs> which actually your brother is helping out with. And this is something that, um, as the owner of an IT firm, I know that we've run into occasionally, where all of a sudden you have a whale. You have either a whale of a project comes your way, which you really perhaps don't have the staff on hand to handle it, or don't have the time to handle it, or don't have a project manager to help you bite it into smaller pieces so that you can handle it, um, or you've got some 
massive problem, which again, you need help kind of unwinding to figure out what all the pieces are and somebody to kind of spearhead it. Um, and that's what Manuel's going to be doing. So some very specific things that he's going to be helping some of our customers with. Nice. And then we have what you wanted to talk about, which is micro-staffing. And um, I love micro-staffing because, um, let me tell you what I mean by micro-staffing first. So let's give it a kind of a definition. Micro-staffing is when you think you need to hire somebody, but you can't quite afford to hire somebody. And every IT firm finds themselves in that position at some point. Uh, and so what, and so what we're offering is your ability to hire some of my staff at third tier in very small increments, as small as 10 hours a quarter. So you can get yourself a really good engineer in a very small way. And that's the kind of thing where if you, know, if you have a really good engineer, they can get two or three times the work done of somebody who's not as accomplished. Uh, and so it can be a really good deal for you to hire somebody in a small way, um, get a lot done, and not have to fork out top dollar wages for a person that you don't really have that kind of that level of work to keep them busy at, at their highest potential all the time. Right. So the interesting thing uh, for me is the whole concept that somebody can just say, uh, go onto your website and put in their credit card and register to, to be, um, I guess, to, to have you on call, to have your staff available. But the micro-staffing is a little different than that. Do they, do they pick an individual to work with or do they say, I need somebody that uh, can work with firewalls and exchange, or, you know, how, do, how, how does that, you know, matchup get made? Yeah, so the first part you described, that's like the help desk thing, right? I need help with this, and you go in and you say what it is, and um, it goes into our ticket system, and the person with that skill set will pick it up and, and do it. The micro-staffing, though, this is about a relationship, right? This is somebody who's going to be working in your business for a significant amount of time. So you need to have that relationship. So to create the micro-staffing environment um, on our webpage, it says to email me, amy at thirdtier.net, and we'll talk about who it is that you need for your, on your staff. And then we'll match you up with the right person that we have and um, we'll set up, you know, kind of the, the rules of what it's going to be. You know, what, what times of day do you want this person to be available? We're going to give you their cell phone number, their email address. Um, usually uh, on your end, you'll have a ticketing system, and so you'll want to create an account for them in your ticketing system to really integrate them into your business. Um, and that's kind of the way that uh, that you get started. So the first part is to email me, and then we're going to figure out what this relationship should work like. All righty. So I have hired people. I actually have a couple different people in uh, the Philippines and India who, uh, if I need web services, if I need graphics, um, if I need somebody, in my case, you know, to do some uh, book uh, formatting and so forth, I hire mm -hmm. them, and it's a per-job thing. Um, I've got one contractor that I can pretty much send anything to administratively, and she'll just take care of it. Um, 
So how does it compare to that, like an Odesk type relationship? Yeah, this is this is an hourly type deal, right? So you're going to book this person for a number of hours, um, and they're going to be in ten hour blocks, if you will. Um, and so what will happen is you you as the business owner are going to decide what things that you have on your to-do list that you're going to assign to this person. So you will assign it either in your ticket portal or in our ticket portal or by calling them on the phone and saying, hey, I have a, a project or I have an issue that I need you to take a look at. And um, you'll give them remote access into the network that you need assistance with and they'll start work. Very nice. So one of the things that you mentioned um, recently is that you've got a number of people. It's not like, I mean, in the old days it was, you know, you know two of you and then three and then four. So what's, what does your staff look like these days for third tier? We have 11 people on staff now at third tier. And um, nine of those are technical people and about four of those are available in the micro staff. Uh, program. Uh -huh. So it's not a, not all not everybody does every part of the program at third tier. Sure. Um, you know so so yeah, but we do have some choices available to kind of fit the right person in the right time zone because we are spread across different time zones as well. Right. And so, um, what kind of like think about the average company that uses micro staffing? Are they a one-person shop or a ten-person shop, or is it just anybody who might want to hire somebody, but but they don't really have enough work for a full-time person? Um, so far, we haven't had any one-person shops, but I do think it would be um, a good idea for one-person shops to to kind of dip their toe into having someone help them out. Um, it's been mostly larger firms, so I would say in the 6 to 10 range. Uh, and what's happening is that they've got a bunch of staff, but uh, MSPs are tending to hire more lower-skilled staff and fewer higher-skilled staff. Mm -hmm. So they're looking to augment their higher-skilled staff through our micro-staffing program. Which makes sense. I mean, I as I go around, I have been telling people... Uh, for years, <laughs> you know, that we have to put technical prowess in its place. We don't all have to be MCSEs. I don't have to have a staff of five MCSEs. Um, I need, like, one superstar for every 500 to 1,000 desktops. And so this allows me, I guess, to say, oh, well, I can take on some of these bigger projects or, or uh, things that are a little more difficult, and I can still hire entry-level techs to do almost everything we do because with cloud services a lot of what we do is now fairly administrative you know setting up an account at Rackspace setting up an account at Intermedia um, that's not a particularly technical thing that needs to get done but uh, mm -hmm. you know, just last Friday I had somebody who you know a brand new client for us uh, that the last guy on his way out thought it would be a good idea to go ahead and update the the firewall <laughs> so he broke everything in their company and uh, and of course he couldn't fix it. So, mm -hmm. well, you know, as as you mentioned at the beginning, I also own Harbor Computer Services, and Harbor Computer Services is a customer of Third Tier. So, um, you know, so while I own both companies as an MSP, I kind of create Third Tier 
a lot of it based on what my own needs are in running an MSP. And um, so I can tell you what we use it for, and my use is very similar to what we see our customers coming in and for in general. Um, like I have, uh, I, I use third tier to do our exchange migrations on premise. So some of our clients are going to the cloud, they're going into Office 365. Internally, we're doing those migrations ourselves. Right. Uh, but we have a couple customers that, for whatever reason, we needed to keep them on premise and we needed to go from their current exchange to Exchange 2013. Well, my guys are really good at managing Exchange. They've been doing it for years and years. But to spend our time learning how to properly deploy an Exchange server is not worth our time. We're going to deploy, what, three or four? Um, it's much more efficient for me to just outsource that to third tier and say, hey, migrate this Exchange 20, 2007 over to Exchange 2013 for us. So and they're done lickety-split, and I don't have to train a bunch of people on a wall. Right. And, and it, it sounds yes. like uh, it's not just um, uh, a cool thing to do or, or the latest fad. In my opinion, this sounds like something that is a, a fundamental shift in the way that IT is going to be done, that I will outsource to people, you know, you know right now. I mean, we, we decided many years ago that we're not going to do asterisk boxes. So if I get a client with an asterisk box, I'm going to find somebody who can fix that or maintain it or whatever. Uh, I'm not going to hire somebody who does asterisk just because I got one client with it. So... It, it makes us more flexible, and it also allows us to uh, not be afraid of, you know, new technologies that we may not have any experience with. Right. Yep, exactly. Yeah, we'll do the um, – third tier does an awful lot of migrations. So um, we're, we're migrating people from SPS into Hyper-V environments. We're migrating Hyper-Vs into Hyper-V clusters. We're – we're migrating from one version of something into another version of something else. And sometimes the guys on the, um, they, the, the guys that have hired us want to be part of the process because they want to see how it's done. Right. Or sometimes they just want somebody to look over their process to make sure that they haven't left anything out. This is the first time they're doing it. And they're like, we really wish we had somebody who was experienced so they can tell us if we're making any mistake. <laughs> So that's perfect, right? Because it means that you, you know, you're not their competition, obviously, um, but they can use you to, you know, up level their skills and and learn how to do stuff that they haven't done before. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, are you finding that this is something that it's more established firms, or is it uh, people who are like new to the business who go, oh, I'll just get new clients and then outsource everything? Um. We're attracting established firms. We aren't really seeing any brand new IT firms. Well, that's interesting because I hear this all the time of people saying, oh, I'll get into this business today because it's easy. I can outsource everything and all I have to do is push papers. And uh, But <laughs> if, if they're doing that, they're not doing it with you guys. No, they're, nope, they're not doing it with us. And yeah, I haven't seen too many of those guys around. I don't know how successful that would be. I mean, I think you have to have some aptitude for this business in order to even know what it is that you want to outsource. Right, right. <laughs> Other than you're just going to go around and 
do sales for some cloud services or something. Right. Yeah, and that's that's uh, again I, I hear that from time to time. I don't know anybody who's actually making any money at it, but um, yeah. it was interesting. You mentioned my brother uh, the other day. Somebody emailed us and said, "Hey, uh, you guys wrote this book on migrations. Can you help me with the migration?" And I don't really want to get into reselling my labor at that level, so I sent a note to my brother and and in you know this guy and said hey you know you might talk to my brother or you might talk to third tier and my brother responded back and said actually the only way I sell my services is through third tier so <laughs> I thought that was kind of interesting I did not know that 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 relationship even existed so I'm not keeping up on things well it, it's brand new so you're not you're not too far out of date <laughs> in fact on um Wednesday, so if you're listening to this podcast, you probably already missed it, but if you go to our third-tier site, there'll be a recording. Um, we're doing a chat, and that's when we're actually going to be introducing Manuel and, and ah, the whale. Very good. So, so micro-staffing, and this is something that uh, is, you, you've been doing this for a while, and now you've got a number of people who are signed up to do it. Um, is this something that you think is going to grow, or is it pretty much where it's going to be for your business? No, the micro-staffing is, is hot. Uh, it is something that is going to grow, and um, as I find more people to bring into third tier, it seems I'm not going to have any issue in filling them up with people that want to work with them. Right. So, um, so yeah, the micro-staffing right now, uh, we're having to be pretty selective as to who we can get into it because I do have limited availability on my current staff, but uh, we're hoping to alleviate that soon. So that's interesting. So um, you, might, you might find that you've in, uh, uh, unintentionally uh, put the word out and get a thousand resumes in the mail tomorrow. Well, I know that'd be all right. <laughs> I have a stash of resumes already, but if somebody wants to add to my pile, that'd be fine too. And obviously, you, you know, for this, you're not looking to uh, partner with people who are entry level. They they need to be they need to be the MCSCs. They need to be very well certified and lots of experience and so forth. Yeah, absolutely. And you also have to be an independent consultant. I mean, if you have a nine to five job, then this isn't going to work. So, um, so we like to we like to have people at third tier that are boots on the ground, working as consultants, are looking to um, fill their fill their time in a more uh, stable and steady way, and provide assistance to other IT folk. And the reason I do that is because it gives them such a, a much more broad and realistic view of what's really happening out there. And that's uh, something that I want to be sure that we're bringing to our clients. Very cool. So we're going to put up all of the links to your uh, blog and um, to third tier, obviously, uh, on the, the podcast information here. So folks will be able to get a hold of you at any time. And, um, again, your email is just amy at thirdtier.net. And mm -hmm. um, is there anything special that uh, you guys are doing over the next few months for uh, for uh, the S&B Kitchen or anything else that you want us to uh, promote for you? Um, well, we do have one more new thing coming up. So our, our current S&B Kitchen um, thing is going to be ending in the end of February. So the current subscribers, they it ends in, at, at, with February. 
Um, but there's a couple of features in there that have been extremely popular and um, we wanted to continue. And we're going to do this as a public mailing list. So, in fact, if you go to our website or to our Facebook page right now, you'll see a, um, if you go to our blog off the website or the Facebook page, you will see a sign up to a newsletter. Um, that newsletter won't actually start delivering until March, but it is going to be um, security content and patching information and a little bit here and there about what we're doing in third tier, but definitely the first two. And the security stuff is really fascinating. So Susan Bradley, um, in her role as forensic investigator, uh, has access to classified information that the U.S. government puts out through various agencies. Um, and, you know, the U.S. federal government does a lot of research into, um, into, into networks and IT security because they're on the lookout for what's upcoming, is there any hacking going on, and they've got eyes and ears out there about what might be upcoming, what things are being targeted. They publish that information, and we can share it if we know who we're sharing it with, which is the purpose of the newsletter. So if you sign up and you agree not to share it with anybody else, then um, it will get delivered to you once a month, uh, links to these um, various articles to download them and read and see what's happening in the, in the world of, of IT security so that you can have advance notice on what bad guys are doing. <laughs> Very nice. So, and Susan's been with you guys since day one, right? Uh, no, Susan's been only with the SMB Kitchen Project, so oh. she's been doing that for the last uh, two years with us. And then um, she's going to become a permanent fixture only with the newsletter. So Susan's not available for hire, but she <laughs> just provides us with a wealth of information that um, we want to share with as many people as possible. Very good. Yeah, well, she's been a resource in this community for a long time. So. Yeah, and you know, this is a resource that she's had, but she, she hasn't really had a method to share. Right. Because she's only allowed to share it with known groups of people. Very cool. So that's, that's what we're creating for her, is a known group with which she can share even more information. So if you're a fan of Susan Bradley, this is another way to get a piece of her brain. <laughs> <laughs> very good. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate your time, and I, I just love this idea of micro-staffing and the, the idea that I can have somebody that's um, known to be skilled and that I've got their cell phone and uh, that, you know, can really be just another one of my staff members, but maybe not necessarily working out of my office. So it's a beautiful thing. Good. Well, thanks for inviting me to your podcast, Carl. All right. Thank you very much.